Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It is episode 10. Today is a very special podcast episode where I am joined by the lovely Nina from Soul Social. And we talk all things money mindset, how to call in more abundance into your life, your relationship with money. There's so much to this podcast, guys. You're going to love her. Like we literally, even after the podcast, spent an entire hour after having a chat. Like she's so wonderful and she has so much wisdom to give you. So I'm so grateful that she's come onto the show and given her time to me. So thank you so much, Nina. And before we begin today's episode, I have to very quickly talk about the new program that I am launching. It is called Reborn. I've only opened five special spots for five individuals who are ready to revamp their subconscious mind, to work on their mindset blocks and to really call in to that dream life that you've always wanted. You're going to feel more abundant. You're going to feel calm. You're going to feel happier by going through this course. I have had clients already go through this course, hence why I've created the program. But this time around, we get to do it as a group. You get to work with me intensively one-to-one for the next four weeks. It is definitely worth every part of your time and your money. I promise you, you're going to get results if you call in and you do this work for yourself. Anywho, let's get on with the podcast. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Here we go. Welcome to your Life Unleashed podcast with me, your host, Clarice Harrison. This podcast is to help you make your one-time offer of a life worth living for. Join me for all things mindset and life transformation, where your dreams finally become your reality. Let's unleash your life. Okay, so Nina is a mindset and strategy coach and has already coached hundreds of women who have always been able to call in more abundance and success into their lives. Since starting her business, she has manifested her dream apartment and has become more confident within herself. She is quite literally the dream life. You guys are going to love her. Welcome to the podcast, Nina. Hi, oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm literally so excited, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) We have a really important topic that we're going to cover for you guys today, and it's all around money mindset and how you can call in more abundance into your life. Nina is literally the most ideal guest for this because her success everything that's coming through for her right now is ideal. So we want to learn more from you. We were going to ask all the good questions to get out of you. So what I want to start off with is Nina, tell us a backstory about how you transformed your life, what inner work you've done and what obstacles have you had to cross in order to be living the life that you are now? Yeah. So I'm going to start my backstory back when I was in university and I was about 20 years old I was living in London um and I struggled a lot with my mental health when I was in London like I was stuck in a toxic relationship it was just a really negative space negative environment um and I was diagnosed with depression and I had depression pretty bad and that was probably the biggest thing that inspired me to get into personal development into the law of attraction to manifestation um And I kind of, when I was depressed, I had a lot of different avenues I went down. You know, I went down the traditional route of medicine, of, you know, that various therapists, various different types of therapy. But the thing that really helped me was like when I discovered the secret, the law of attraction, just the world of personal development in general and did the work on myself. And I managed to probably about a year after I first discovered the secret and started working on myself, managed to get out of that toxic relationship managed to build a bit of a life for myself, um, 
got a job I really wanted to have which was meant to be my dream job and I was so excited about it uh, straight after uni it was in fashion for a huge fashion company in their marketing department and I thought that was my dream job and I was really really excited to do it however then I actually felt myself slipping back into that depression when I was there I was there for about a year and as soon as I got there I realized this was not for me it was very corporate very big business vibes and just not very Nina vibes. Um, so I remember I I worried that I would slip back into that depressed place. So I just knew at that point, I was like, I have to get out. So I, that takes you up to June or May, 2020. So the pandemic had just happened as well. About a few months into the pandemic, I was still working there. They actually offered me a full-time like permanent contract because I was on and a pay rise as well. Cause I was on a temporary contract that kept getting renewed like three times or four times. And then they offered me the permanent one. And this was like three months into COVID, you know, the world was a mess, everyone losing their jobs, everyone struggling. And I wondered whether to take that job. And that would have been the safe, the easy option to take that job. Instead, I was like, I can't do it. I know I have to work for myself. This is not the place for me. I started my first business with network marketing, didn't work out, failed, barely made my investment back, but I learned so much. And I got even more confident on social media and building a brand. Then eventually in January 2021, that's right. Yeah. Start to Soul Social. And here we are. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say that's really good to talk about, actually, because it takes a lot of courage to admit, you know, you've come from one side of the of the of the experiences to how you are now. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can choose how to shift right like you've just come from this really big thing you've had the you had the offer of the money you had the dream job but within you just weren't happy so you chose to flip it up and switch it up and I I have to admit I'm sure you've reached the Nina vibes now within your business (laughs) yeah definitely and I think you're right like everything is always a choice like even that just that simple belief is what got me out of depression and that's what I learned from the secret was literally just we choose our life like we choose what we think like it's a choice how we feel, how we act, and it's up to us to get out of it. And the same way it's a choice with your with your job and your business as well. Absolutely. And how hard to be offered more money and a paid mm-hmm. promotion, because that is going to drive you, you know, that's going to sway you slightly, but you chose you before anything else. And I would, I have to ask, I'm sure you're on more money now than that promotion you would have been paid. Oh my gosh, actually, yes. I think <laughs> you're right. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. It's so funny because at one point I worked out what I was earning in my job. So I used to earn, I was on quite a good starting salary, to be honest, fresh out of uni. Um, I was earning around 25K a year, um, but that equated to probably around 1.7 a month after taxes, which is not a huge amount in London. Half of that went on my rent and my bills. Um, and I didn't really have that much to go off. And now obviously for people that follow me for maybe that have seen me, I'm now hitting 5K months. And it's just like crazy that, I can make that money because I remember the very first time this happened with my first launch, I made 2K in five days. So I made my original salary in five days in my first collective launch. And I was like, wow, this is it. This is crazy. Isn't that wild? And you didn't know that. Like you had no idea. No one told you at that time of that promotion and you decided to bet on yourself and there you get more abundance. It's crazy. So speaking of abundance, how... Well, like what kind of relationship would you say that you have with money? I'd say it's a pretty good relationship now compared to how it used to be, for sure. I used to be one of those people that was always like, I'm so broke. 
I think that's such a like negative, toxic thing to say. And I think it's very common. It's, I don't know if it's a UK thing, maybe especially as well, but I hear a lot of mm. people complaining about money, about being broke, about how expensive things are. And I used to say those kind of things a lot as well. So I used to have quite a negative money mindset. I used to really sh- like struggle for money, believe that money was limited, believe that you know it wasn't abundant, that I had to hold on to money. I really had that belief deep down. But now I feel obviously a lot more abundant in my mindset. I feel you know, I know that the money is an infinite resource. I know that I can tap into it at any point. And I think one huge thing for me as well has been opening up to like infinite different ways I can be paid and seeing like all of the infinite ways. And I think having a business that is helpful, but you don't necessarily have to have a business to have an abundance mindset because, you know, you can be open to getting a random refund into your bank account that you weren't expecting or a random check in the mail or like a random, I don't know, gift from a friend or a family member of money and there's just so many unexpected ways that can come into your account so I'd say it's definitely a lot more abundant now yeah I love that I love I would love to dive more into that actually about your yeah. previous relationship and the relationship you have now so uh previously as we mentioned before we started recording which we just got so into it didn't we we already started the podcast <laughs> before it began um so I told you that we learn our relationship around money by the age of seven years old and we actually learn pretty much all from our parents, carers, and who we surround ourselves by growing up because our brain is still processing. We're learning from others and their behaviors. So what we actually have our relationship with money doesn't actually mean it's our relationship. It could be someone else's. So like, how is that for you? Obviously, I know you're not going to be able to remember from the age of seven, but like even your teenage years, what what was it that shifted you to that abundant mindset now? Like, what was it that clicked for you? Yeah, that is so huge. And I think it's so interesting what you said about how we are our parents or guardians beliefs. Like it's not necessarily even our beliefs. And that's something I've really realized in like recent years. I mean, one thing I heard a lot growing up from my dad, who was very, very hardworking and he actually kind of sacrificed his time with us to go and get a job in London. So I'm from up North, I'm from Manchester and he went to work in London Monday to Friday and lived in London Monday to Friday. So I never saw him. And so I got that message that in order to make a lot of money, you have to sacrifice things. And one of the things he would always say to me is money doesn't grow on trees. And I know that's such a common one. And I heard that so many times growing up, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, and this just idea, this all boiled down to the idea that money is hard to make. So when I first started making money in my business, I was kind of feeling a lot of guilt. I guess I can make money so easily in quotation marks because, you know, I could make in an hour what some people have to, you know, spend a whole day doing, in, yeah. you know, who work in retail. And I've worked in retail before, for example, and I have friends that work in retail and I would feel so guilty comparing it and being like, it's unfair in a way that I get to make this money. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do a lot of mindset work around that and shift it and realize that actually, when I'm making that money, I'm inspiring people and showing them a different way. And, you know, if I didn't do that, people wouldn't know that there's another way. And so the work that I do to show people like, you know, this could be a different way. This could be an easier way for you if you felt called is just so powerful and so transformative. And I need to keep talking about it. And that's why I'll never stop talking about money. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, literally what you pretty much said is you chose to go for it, dive deep, get out of the fear, into the into the out of the comfort zone and doing that you're expanding others to do the same like you're giving permission for other people to step into their power to call in more and without that we you know you're inspiring so many you can tell with the business that that's working um I have to bring this up as well have you seen Malcolm in the middle (laughs) 
Um, I actually haven't, but I know you mentioned this to me earlier, so I can't wait for you to explain a little more about that. Okay, so for people who don't know what Malcolm in the Middle is, it's an old, like, TV sitcom, really funny, like, family, a broke family that have, like, five kids. It's super hectic. They're, like, broke, but it's very entertaining. It's a comedy. And the parents, um, there's an episode where they get a large lump sum of money. They get, like, 10 grand. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. They're so excited. But what they what their mindset is like is they are not used to having large amounts of money. So what happens is instead of being able to go and enjoy it, they argue about what to spend it on. So like the husband wants to buy a yacht and she wants to buy like a brand new car and they just argue and it becomes like super stressful. And I was watching this episode and I was like, yo, this is such a good example of why you need to transform your mindset because otherwise without it, you can't receive large sums of money or even handle it or call it in. You must watch that episode. I'm going to link it to you because I think you'd love it. (laughs) Oh my God, you have to send it me. (laughs) I love that example. I feel like it's so true. And I feel like I hear a lot of stories about, you know, people who win the lottery, for example, and then, you know, they don't know what to do with that money. And a lot of the time lottery winners they blow the money straight away. Like they buy like some really fancy car or something and like spend all the money immediately. And then they go broke in like a few years. And I always find that story really interesting. And it's because so much of the time you haven't done the work to build up your money mindset to handle yes. that amount of money. Cause I think there's so much to be said about, you know, money mindset and the mental side, but also energetically, like in your body, like you have to make space for that amount of money and you have to feel comfortable around that kind of money. And I think for a lot of people, when they do get that big influx of, you know, 10 grand, say, just into their account or whatever, you know, it might be a million if you win the lottery, um, they might not be ready to handle that kind of money and they might not feel safe around it. And I think that's the biggest thing is creating this feeling of safety around money and, you know, knowing that you can handle this amount of money and, you know, it's not just going to disappear overnight. And that's where a lot of kind of the mindset work and the energetics work comes in. Amazing. Yeah, no, a very good point to that. And when you say mindset work, that's so good. Because my next question is, what is your best recommendation to clear any money mindset blocks that could be stopping people from receiving that abundance? 100% journaling. I know this is one that people, you know, bang on about a lot, but they bang on about it for a reason because journaling is so, so powerful. For me, what I tend to do in terms of looking at money mindset is I tend to kind of feel into any beliefs that are coming up right now around money, any sort of blocks. Sometimes I free journal if I'm not sure what they are, but I've got to a stage where I can quite easily uncover them and I know what the beliefs are. But maybe if you're a little bit more new to this journey, some free journaling might help where you just write down, set timer for five, 10 minutes, just write down everything you're feeling right now, all your worries, all your fears, all your anxieties. And then when you read through it, you'll see like a few beliefs will underpin everything there. So the uh, the example I gave before, for example, of like money being hard to make, that's one a lot of people have, or a lot of people have negative beliefs about rich people. Like if I got mm. rich, you know, people wouldn't like me anymore, or I'd seem like I was showing off or rich people are all greedy, rich people are all selfish. Like a lot of these negative beliefs are ingrained in our society. And it's interesting because even when I started my business, like I used to be scared about talking about money. I used to be think, think like, you know, I can't share about my income. Like it's going to seem like I'm boasting if I share like exactly how much money I made, how I made, like, like I said, the 2k in five. I mean, recently I made 5k in five days, which is just still wild to me, still crazy, even for me. Um, 
But that's good because the money that you're receiving, your your business is to help others. So the more you receive, the more you can spread that along. Like that's what I mean, especially your point about the rich people. If you were to become rich, imagine who you can impact, your family, your friends, like what you can do for them, what you can do to help them. Like it's all about understanding that people aren't evil. <laughs> like it's not an evil thing, especially the point you brought up about money grows on trees. There's so much abundance that people think it's very limited. There's so much that you can call in and people don't realize it at all. Um, So as you know, Outzilla is all about life transformation and getting the most out of your life with experiences as well as mindset. I have to ask, what is the best experience you've ever had so far and why? I think probably the best and most transformative experience would be when I first went solo traveling, when I did my first trip to Barcelona in October. And it's interesting because I was so, so anxious. And, you know, people people that follow me, they know I struggle with anxiety sometimes still. Um, And I was very anxious when I went to Barcelona. I remember how I was just, I don't know, it was obviously my first time being by myself. I was just nervous. I was like, what if I get lost? What if this? I had all these worries going through my head. And then I went to another solo trip around a month ago when I went to Gran Canaria. It was my second solo trip. And I felt a million times better. Like I can't even explain like, and it just showed me how much transformation I went through just on that first trip and how much more comfortable I got with my own company. Like I used to hate my own company. Like I used to hate just being me, like just by myself. I used to always, like back when I was in London, I would always have to be around someone. I would always have to be calling someone, speaking to someone in some way. And I actually had this experience in Gran Canaria recently. And I talked about it on my stories where obviously I was by myself and I had a moment where my phone died, it ran off battery and I had to put it behind the bar, like at this place, um, I was in this cafe eating lunch, had to put it behind the, so they were charging it for me. I left it there for about 40 minutes. And then I looked through my bag. I realized I had nothing in my bag. Like I didn't (gasps) even have a book. I had no leaflet, nothing. Like there was nothing for me to do. Obviously I was by myself, like, you know, people around me. And I just had to be alone with my thoughts in public for 40 minutes. And I don't think I've ever done that before. And if you've never done it, I really recommend it. Cause it was such a weird experience. Like obviously I meditate a lot every day. So I've had that, but it's very different being like in a room alone by yourself, like with your thoughts compared to just like getting comfortable, just being out in public, you know, looking around at people. Like I just speak to people a little bit and have like a little bit of conversation with people around me, but just Honestly, the the biggest thing was just like I said, just having nothing to do. And it's a very weird feeling. And that was probably that was quite a transformative thing that happened while I was on holiday alone as well. That's amazing. And also that's so beneficial for the listeners, because I actually have a lot of people that would love to do experiences that would love to go on holiday, but they won't because they don't have someone to go with. And then they don't end up going on the trips that they they truly want to go and do. It's crazy. Like you, you're never going to experience it unless you go. And yes, it is unfamiliar. It is uncomfortable. But what you've done is your first trip, you've learned from it. The second trip was nowhere near as bad because you're able to go and be expansive. But I love what you said about being alone with yourself and realizing, oh, yeah, you know what? I have been surrounded by people my whole life. Now I'm here in this country by myself, just me. And it does, it's so hard, but it's one of the best things that you can do. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just on the point as all about being alone. I wanted to mention, have you ever seen the film, How to Be Single? No. film, but oh my God, it's like, I really like, they have this like monologue right at the end. 
And she says, obviously it's like about this girl and she's always been in relationships and it's like her discovering how to actually be by herself and be in her own company and be single. Um, and she has this monologue at the end and she's like, we have so few moments in our life where we're like not texting someone, we're not calling someone, someone's not waiting on a reply for us, like all of this. And we have so few moments where we're truly alone. And she has this moment where she's like by herself, like in the mountains, she's like, it's literally a moment and then it's gone. Yeah. And like, I just think that's so powerful. Like, cause she's right. Like we have, even in Gran Canaria, even in Barcelona, I was always texting people. I was always calling people. Like I was on Instagram. Like I was always connected to something. So having those 40 minutes, even though it was just 40 minutes where I was connecting to truly nothing, like truly nothing, just really with my thoughts was bizarre, but yeah. really, really powerful and transformational. Incredible. Yeah. No, there's solitude in that, right? Like you get to sit with yourself, yeah. but not have any connection. That's why it is. Yeah. It's so important to do these things alone. Yeah. Like without a doubt. Amazing. And my very last question for you. And as everyone knows, it's the hardest one. I talk about this often. So to get major results, I have to ask the hard questions. What do you wish to do before the end of your time? this is such a hard one I remember Mm -hmm. we I was thinking about this before and there's so many things but I think probably the number one thing I would want to do is write a book I feel like that's quite cliche I feel like a lot of people will say you know I want to write a book or whatever but I've genuinely wanted to write one since I was a little kid like I used to want to be a writer like that's what I used to picture myself doing I still love writing like I'm very creative and I have so many different ideas for books like I I was writing already started writing actually this fiction book um yeah and I'm like a future I'd say I'm about like a quarter of the way through it weirdly maybe I always said like I want to get to 30 and then I'll publish a book but I don't know why I don't know what it is about 30 <laughs> like I was just like, I'll get to 30 and I'll publish a book when I'm older <laughs> yeah when I'm older literally that cliche thing but um yeah like I'm I'll definitely write that at some point as well but the fiction book is actually all about the fashion industry obviously I mentioned I used to be in fashion and mental health in the fashion industry so it's kind of mm. it's about this girl and it's kind of like a modern version of the bell jar I don't know if you've ever heard of that by by Sylvia Plath it's kind of like a modern version of that um where she's kind of in the fashion industry but she gets quite depressed and you know it's just like following her life but it's quite light-hearted so it's That's incredible I've, I've done it but. have you told anyone that you want to do this um I've told people I want to write a book I think a lot of people on social know I want to write a book like people in my programs my clients and things um I don't think I've ever actually out loud like talked about it yeah anyone who's not my friend said what the fiction book is live scoop guys live scoop exclusive take (laughs) you'll get the first copy (laughs) oh amazing this has been such an amazing episode I have to thank you so much for coming on the show and at the moment I'd love to know I know you've got something big that you've just launched is there anything that you're working on at the moment that you want to tell the listeners about that you think they would benefit from yeah 100% um I have a course upcoming soon so right now I'm launching a program all around building a powerful brand on social media so I'm not sure if these listeners would be interested in that but definitely for sure obviously we're all on social media it's all about you know building a really really powerful personal brand so that people can't wait to pay you every day. Um, and it's about positioning yourself as that kind of expert and that authority and kind of the one-on-one of like building that sort of brand on social media and on Instagram specifically. That's what I'm currently doing, but just relating to this episode, actually next month, I will be relaunching selling with soul, which is my signature soulful sales strategy and money mindset course. So I think that'll be perfect relating to people who are loving this episode. 
And that is going to be, like I said, the the kind of with the first module is all about money mindset, looking at a lot of the blocks that we've done today. The second module is all about being in alignment in your business, making sure that you're doing actually what you really want to do. Third module is all about the soulful sales. You know, I'm not about cold messages. I'm not about spammy sales, all these masculine strategies. I'm yeah. about the feminine and the soulful way to do sales. So if you're interested, feel free to message me about that or you can check it out on my website as well. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I was going to say a more inside scoop of like relaunching all this. Oh yeah, you're right. I haven't publicly said that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom. I actually cannot wait to continue to connect with you and just watch you shine even more, Nina, like your business is growing. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. And I will definitely, I feel like we need to do another. Yeah. I need to watch this film and you need to watch Malcolm in the Middle. (laughs) We've got homework, guys. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much. And all right. Bye, Nina. All right. Bye, lovely. Bye. Bye. Bye.